For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Super excited today, as always. Um, but today's a little special. Back in August, I want to say it was the 14th, 2009, uh, we're, you know, we're starting our success summit and our guest speaker comes in backstage. We get a chance to connect and it was just uh, synergy energy on steroids. And when I met this guy, I just knew, first of all, A, someone I like, B, someone I can learn from, <clears throat> and then ultimately C, like this is someone that I saw that was going to change the world. And I mean that, you know, like he's going to hear that and say, oh, you know, meaning the people that get it, get it, and they grow like crazy because of it, myself included. So Gary, this is our ninth interview. Is that um, true? It is. I was actually, my team went down and looked at the list of all the, you know, shows we've done. And the fun part is that show back in August 14, 2009, somebody was holding a flip video camera. It's unbelievable. It's our shows. It was also it was also a very rare moment. It was Mark Sanchez's first preseason game as a Jet. Remember that? That's right. Of course. Okay. Do you remember what my team did? Remember they, they set up the. It looked like stairs. Yes, I remember. It was unbelievable. So I'm really glad to be here. Thank you so much. I hope you and your family are well. Obviously, everybody who's listening. I hope everybody's well. It's obviously 2020 is a very intriguing uh, year and a lot going on. And I'm really I'm really happy to be here. And let's let's rock and roll. Absolutely, my friend. So, uh, so you know, we're doing this, uh, my friends, first because we want everybody to get a tremendous amount of value. And uh, I'm excited to announce 11 years later, Gary is keynoting the 2020 Success Summit. So, Gary, we're pumped to, uh, pumped to have you there. Um, you. But, you know, anytime we get together, I've always got a ton of questions. Uh, so, I'm going to just, I want to just dig in. And I want to start with, you mentioned 2020 has been a, an interesting year. Um, I think that's an understatement, right? There's yeah. been so much that's happened. I want to know first and foremost at Vayner and Vayner Sports and, and Empathy Wines and everything else you're involved in, what were some of the adjustments you and your company made to make sure that you kept moving forward powerfully? You know, at the highest level, Vayner, Vayner X, which is Vayner Media, the Sasha Group, Vayner Speakers, uh, the Gallery Media Group that holds 1.37 p.m. and purewow.com, that, you know, Tracer, that, that, you know, the Singapore and London office of VaynerMedia, that was by far the thing that I have to spend the most time on. That's 80% of the world. You know, you know, Vayner Sports AJ kind of runs outside of the Vayner X ecosystem. It's kind of mm -hmm. the only Vayner company out there. Then there's my Gary V brand, which, you know, public speaking is, you know, now starting to go into a virtual world, but has been pretty wiped for the year. And um, the, uh, the first thing we needed to do was calibrate cash, right? right? You know, you know, our clients going to pay, our clients are going to go out of business. So the first kind of, you know, week to two weeks at home in early March were really about deep 12 hour days of how much are we spending on bananas in LA? Like what are the Uber bills of top executives? A level of granularity that is, you know, not where I'm spending the majority of my time. And so that was actually exciting. I, I love to operate. So I kind of enjoyed that. You know, I think the first three years of VaynerMedia, I was in that place with AJ. 
you know, for the majority of my career with my dad, I was in that place because he is very cross T's and I's and every penny, yeah. where is it going? So that was number one. That led to some vulnerabilities. A lot of clients were deferring payment. We had bank covenants and real life business stuff. So the next step was really going through an HR exercise of, you know, if we have to make some cuts, who would they be? And that was obviously extremely emotional and difficult. And unfortunately we had to do some cutting. Um, so that was, that was the first six weeks, making sure everybody felt safe, not scared, dealing with difficult decisions um, and navigating that and, you know, and, and calibrating a new normal and anticipating. One of the things we did well that is, I think, going to play out here is we projected for the rest of the year. You know, my big fear was, you know, at the time, if you remember, especially in the beginning, it was like, oh, this is going to be a two-week thing, maybe right. four. Yeah which seemed insane. It was like, oh my God, that's so much. And now as of the recording of this, I mean, we could be in some sort of not normal or what we used to know for minimally the rest of the year and maybe into the Q1 of next year. So we made a lot of decisions that were difficult. That was tough, you know, on a personal front, knowing that most of my speaking, I knew some of it would gradually come back into virtual, but that's, a, you know, I basically invest all the way back into Vayner's world because I subsidize it by using my speaking fees to kind of live my life. So that was difficult and something I had to really figure out how I was going to handle that. Um, now it's public knowledge. I was in the process of negotiating a sale of Empathy Wines to Consolation. I had no clue what that was, what COVID was going to mean to Consolation. Obviously, I knew the Empathy model was built for COVID and post-COVID, but you never make assumptions for the no. other gal or guy. And so I didn't know if that deal was going to die or go forward. Um, you know, Vayner sports, I mean, who knows what's happening with sports. That's so, you know, if our players don't get paid, we don't get commissions. So it, it's been a very wartime general game and the, and the hits keep on coming, right? You know, Black Lives Matter becomes an incredibly important thing for us personally and culturally. And then that bleeds into business with boycotts of Facebook. We spend a lot of money on those platforms. So it's, it's, um, it's you know, we've got a, a very heated election coming up in November. So you can't imagine the temperature of the country subsiding in any shape or form until uh, the end of the year. So right. it's, you know, this is definitely, you know, in the real estate world, because my sister is in Jersey real estate predominantly, and I live in Manhattan, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people like my sister that are busier than ever because people are moving out of big cities and going into suburbs. Then there's people who are listening right now who probably sell real estate in Manhattan and they're probably, you know, COVID definitely created a game of haves and have nots. Right. Winners and right. losers. It's such a unique situation. It's not like a global economic meltdown where everyone's affected. You know, my dad's business, we launched Wine Text, you know, a year ago and that service completely exploded during mm -hmm. COVID. Sign up for winetext.com if you haven't. Um, big shout out to my dad, but like that business was exploding. My personal brand and my businesses were getting challenged. My sister's early real estate career was starting to grow because of, Jer you know, Jersey action coming over from Brooklyn and Manhattan. So I'm sure right now a lot of people listening who are busier than ever, and then there's people who are in pockets in major cities that I, I, I have a feeling. I mean, I, I do think Manhattan's a unique market, but it's a very interesting time. So what did we have to do? We had to buckle down and think. Yeah. So I want to talk about 
innovation today. I want to talk about pivoting. I want to talk about adjusting, but I'll give you some insight. Ready? So I coach 17 different CEOs of real estate companies. One has 90,000 agents for context. One has 27,000 agents uh, throughout all of Europe, right? So, you know, these are major players in the space. We did a sort of late April, early May survey from, you know, executives to managers. And here's what we discovered. About 45% of every real estate agent took a 12-week unpaid vacation. They, they essentially, they furloughed themselves. And yes, some of them were in non-essential markets. There was only a few left at the end. Um, you know, New York, obviously very, you know, very fickle. Um, you know, Hoboken, as an example, where one of my top clients works. Uh, but, you know, places like Philadelphia, where they were completely shut down and couldn't do anything, or parts of Detroit, where they were shut down. And yet, with all of that going on, you're exactly right. It really is those that did the work and those that were in a state of fear. And I, and I don't mean to dumb that's, it down to just that that's, simple, but that's... That's, that's, that's always the case. But yeah. I assume there's micro... So that's yes, period. Of course. I mean, yeah. that's just always the case. Like, there is no... There is no success in being crippled by fear and no. curling up, right? right? Now, do not confuse that with being thoughtful and conservative, right? Mm -hmm. like, like, I thought it was appropriate for people to hoard cash and not, you know, there was a lot of money to be made in real estate, excuse me, in the stock market in that two week period. Yes. But I didn't deploy capital into it, even though I thought there was some opportunity because it was just too early. I don't like making decisions when you don't have all the information knowing this is a real estate podcast, you know, I mean, I think Manhattan's got some real challenges. People are moving out. And I yep. think if this really lasts until next March, you know, you could see people getting really impatient. And, um, and I think, uh, and from work from home, a lot of reasons people like to live in Manhattan is their office is here and they don't like to commute. Well, imagine a world where those individuals only have to come into work once or twice a week instead of five days a week all of a sudden the suburbs of Manhattan become very attractive, very fast. You're, yeah, you're seeing the same thing though in Seattle. You're seeing the same thing in a lot of vertical living environments. Like that's, that's become sort of the new norm. I, the data isn't out enough beyond the stories, right? There's a lot of stories of everybody's going to the Hamptons, everybody's going to Connecticut, right. everybody's going to New Jersey, everybody's right. going to Florida, but the data isn't out. There's a lot of online data that says, the searches are, are massive from sort of these uh, big industrialized cities to out to the outskirts. So we're seeing that leading indicator, but we don't have enough data yet to say with absolutism, people are leaving, right? That's I, right. And I, I think the people that tend to make money in business are the ones who see enough data to make a conviction, right? Like the data isn't, the data wasn't there on social media when I bet the farm. The data wasn't there yet right. on sports right. cards, a funny thing that I've been investing in the last two and a half years, two years ago, but, but, it, but it then showed. The data wasn't there that podcast ads were a good idea. So I'm comfortable, you know, I'm not in the real estate business, yeah. um, but, but in the places where I pay very close attention to, to your point, if you wait too long for the data that everybody understands, the arbitrage is gone. And so yeah. it's going to be very interesting. I, um, I'm very curious on how it's all going to play out. Um, but it, I know anecdotally in story form that a lot of my real estate agent friends that are selling in Manhattan are kind of checked out and taking the summer off because it's real, real, real slow. Yep. And then the Westchester, Jersey, Connecticut, you know, 
friends and obviously my sister in Jersey um, seem to be awfully busy. This year than they've been in a long time, especially places like Connecticut. That state has, has historically, at least for the last decade and a half, not done well from a residential real estate standpoint. And today, the $5 million listing that had been on the market for three years is now getting multiple offers. So there's some real data around there. It's, it's really interesting. Um, let's, I actually wrote down for you, ready? Eight yeah. different just words and phrases. Sure. Things, that, uh, things that you know we've talked about, things that I hear you talking about. Um, the first one, you ready? I, I wrote down yep. the word patience. Yes. And what I wrote down was your dad, my dad, us, we're like bricklayers, right? Sort of metaphorically, whether it's building the story of our life or we're building the, you know, the, the castle, if you will, metaphorically, most people struggle with patience. And at a time like this, when I think it's really important, what are your thoughts around patience, especially for young or rock star real estate professionals? You know, patience is um, a true business strength, true business strength, true life strength mm -hmm. that is uncomfortably not cool, which is why I think I got on it about three to five years ago very loud. Um, I think it actually is a byproduct of people's deep need to seem successful to others. Yeah, 100%. And, that's, and you know, a lot of the way I think about homes and other assets or even calling yourself an entrepreneur come from this. I think people overextend themselves across the board on everything from clothes to, um, to homes with a 80 to 90% being grounded in other people's opinions. Right. And I think that when you can eliminate that judgment, whether it's your parents or your neighbors or the Joneses or social media, all of a sudden patience becomes easier. But when you're, when you're living under your means instead of over your means, and you do worry about like people thinking you drive a shitty car, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, patience becomes harder. So I think patience actually has a very close correlation to confidence. Um, and uh, I think about that a lot. I, I'm a big, big, big fan of patience. I really am. I think it really, really matters. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. People, uh, people don't get that you can have an enormous capacity to care and be a great business leader. Right? That's right. And I think we, people think business is too much dog eats dog, like yeah. step on people. And yeah. I, just, I just don't see it that way. I see the world far more abundant than those individuals. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there that, I don't think, I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with, I just, you know, A, how much do I post? And B, is anybody, <clears throat> is anybody going to care? Or, or, or the better one is, I don't even know what to post. What do you say to that person? Give us some, like, what's some practical, tactical things of like, not just getting over it, but just, hey, how much, in your opinion, should somebody be posting then on all as different much, platforms? As much as humanly possible. I, I, I don't, that. I, my speaking to that is very simple. 
it is absolutely the way that people discover people. You're yeah. a person that sells real estate or a team leader, or you're trying to attract people to your brokerage or yeah. human. I think or, too many real estate agents think about putting out content that looks professional instead of just being the guy or gal that they are. Like yeah. a real estate agent right now in Kansas City posting that they're excited that the Royals are coming back may actually, I mean, like, you, you know, you know this about yeah. me. I already brought up with the Jets, like, yeah. you know, like the Jets matter to me a lot more than if you had 14 or four years of experience selling homes. And like a, people make, everybody knows this, people make decisions based on people. Almost everybody listening right now had no idea what they were doing when they sold their first five homes. Right. You, right. You learned right. it along the way. Right. And so those first five people were either family relationships acquaintances, serendipity, or, or, yeah. Yeah, or likability, right? You're just mm -hmm. a likable person. And that likability might be you're attractive, like that's real life, or you're funny, or you did something well before, or you were the high school quarterback and you, or your high school friend. There's a million variables that go into it. But as far as content creation, that also goes into self-esteem and lack of uh, confidence slash deep insecurity. Most people talk themselves out of it because they're not confident. They're worried that they're worried about the judgment. They're worried that people are going to say their lighting was bad or that was stupid or it's just fear. Fear is an incredibly yeah. devastating um, energy in the world and leads to so much bad. And, it, and in this very micro version of business bad, not putting out content on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram on a daily basis to not have at least one post as a real estate agent seems to me so stunningly, shockingly big of a miss. It's just a missed opportunity. Right. Yeah. I mean, why did you it, buy it goes up, it, yeah. yeah, it goes up there with like not calling your own past clients in sphere. Do you know what I mean? It goes up there with like not uh, asking for referrals. Like that's how big of a miss. I agree. I, I think it's oxygen. I mean, and you can do it a million different ways. Let's talk about innovation. The thing that I, that I've always uh, admired about you and and other others you know that are that that do what we do we continue to evolve i see a lot of people getting stuck what are your thoughts around just innovation and and reengineering yourself and and getting better being relevant to your customer what are your thoughts it's about not falling in love with what got you there yeah you know to me when not if when social media is not the dominant current way to communicate I'm gonna be thrilled. I feel no emotional tie towards social, even though that's where most people see me right now. Yeah. No different than when I was a wine guy and started doing business content. Everyone was confused and this or that. And I'm just like, this is just real to me. You know, if I started doing business content in the late 90s, I would have been the email and Google AdWords guy. That's right, switch gears. I wanna talk about um, happiness. Right. We, we've been we've been playing with it and talking about it. It's been weaved throughout the conversation. Um, I'm this big fan of doing work makes you happy. Right. Uh, you know, not giving a shit what everybody else thinks makes you happy. Contribution makes you happy. Learning makes you happy. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you what do you think is sort of the, the essence of what makes someone happy? Self-awareness. I think if you actually know yourself that's where you can really win this happiness game. I think a lot of people think they want money, but then they realize there's too much pressure in amassing it. And if they have the humility to say, wait a minute, I actually do want to just live this simple life. 
and I don't have these expectations of my partner or my parents or my business or my boss or whatever it may be, I, I think, I think self-awareness and simplicity lead to happiness. Now, on the flip side, for me, happiness comes in the process of trying to achieve remarkably big things. I don't need to buy the New York Jets to be happy, but I definitely need to play the game of trying to. Actually, I think a lot of people should do real estate. I think it brings, I see a lot of happy people in real estate. They like the action. And, right. and for some people, they'll make more money in real estate than their job right now in the office. And for others, they'll make less. Both irrelevant. Are you just happier? And many would argue today, you know, I talk about scaling trust. It's harder to, to get attention, to get your word out because there's, it's so noisy, right? What do you recommend? And I want to start first with the new agent. Someone is just get, brand me, new. Me, your sister, me, just a couple years yeah, ago. The answer is authenticity. My sister did a good job and heard me loud and clear just being honest. Like, I don't know shit. I'm learning shit, which made a lot of people not work with her, but gave her some at-bats. It was authentic yeah. in a way she went. I think... The blanket answer, because I want everybody to hear that is, you know what else is noisy? Real estate agents. Right. There's, a, there's so many real estate agents for every town in America. Yeah. That's noisy. How yeah. do you break through? You were better in whatever that meant. And so mm -hmm. the way to break through in content is to be better. I think authenticity is better. I think people buy from people. So when you talk about going to this high school, people buy from, the, like, this is back to the content. What do you put out there? The answer yeah. is authenticity. If you've done selling homes for 38 years, that's your content. You right. know, that's, you're in here's, a good here's spot. Here's 30, 38 lessons in 38 yes. years yeah. of selling homes, that's right. right? Like if, if you're my sis or somebody else, you're just authentically you. And what was her attachment? Her truth about being a mom that was going into the game and a lot of moms that were going into the game associated with that. And by yeah. the way, and that one piece of content hits a person that was a friend of hers in high school and that person's sister-in-law is looking for a home. Like everybody knows real estate's a word of mouth game. So, so Gary, Summit yes. 2020 coming up yes. in September. Yes. Let me tell you, because I'm sure your team hasn't told you, the theme, the sort of overarching message is moving forward powerfully. I knew when we decided, hey, we're going virtual. I was like, I got to bring Gary back. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Look, I'm very focused on the talk because I think everything you just said, yes, and simplicity and focus mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm really digging in to, you know, some of the subject matters I want to touch on. And, and I don't know if we're going to have Q and A opportunities because I'd we, love to go. Uh, I'd like to, yeah. as much, I'll push you for as much of that as you'll allow me to have because I like yeah. the specifics and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm excited about? Mm. Your sister Liz being there. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Right? All, all of us being together, you know, I think back to when we were in Miami, right? The first yes. time I got to connect mm -hmm. with her and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, watching her just absolutely soar you've has been, been, you've been- Outside of me, you've been the biggest impact on her career, she says, and so I thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, remember you asked, hey, can you help my sister? And I was like, dude, you have helped me so much. Like, of course, right? What else could I do? So for all my friends out there watching, yes. uh, you know, I, I'm going to assume you are listening. Uh, you're following Gary. Uh, Gary, man, just thank you, bro. This is, uh, this is like our ninth show. I'm super so pumped. Fun. I can't wait to be together in September. Me you know, too. I know you're going to bring the thunder. And for the people that were wondering, the woman from Dallas, she was walking back because what he was saying, it, what, what is it? It's my sort of practicality of real estate and his practicality of innovation and marketing at the time, that was the connection. And I would argue 
it's even more important today than it was in 2009. And I think we touched on a lot of themes here. So what's exciting about that is I'm gonna try to go even more specific in the talk, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I wanna do a lot of Q&A because I think that's right. I think the best communicator for the next decade is going to be the business winner. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and I'm gonna try to help as many of you as possible in September, so I'll see you then. Love it. All right, Gary, enjoy right, the buddy. day, man. I look Talk forward to seeing you soon. soon. Love you, fam. Thank you, bye-bye. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.